This call is being recorded. We are in Uber Conference. How's it going? Hey, hey, good. How are you? And tell you what, getting uh, getting prepped and ready to go on a two-week world tour. So doing uh, Bangkok, Thailand uh, fair, a manufacturer's fair there, and then straight into Iwu, China for the uh, the summertime Iwu trip. Yep, awesome. So uh, as you can, you know, going to be gone for a couple of weeks, so trying to get the house in order before <laughs> Before I go, especially I'm, before you hit China, because, you know, there is no Facebook, Gmail, you know, things like that. There's nothing. Yeah, I know uh, over here, I think we've got two, I think three on the staff going over there uh, for Canton here coming up. So uh, they'll be out there about that same time and uh, usually head down there to you and whatnot. So they'll be out there as well in China. So they're getting all all prepped and ready for that. Yeah, and the VPNs worked for a while, but uh, it seems like they're cracking down on them a little bit harder. And so, uh, so getting to you know, just I do everything with Google, Google Drive, Google Email, you know, everything. So it's kind of uh, an interesting challenge. But we're just totally, sure oh, we're all totally. So that's basically what's happening on my end of the boat, trying to get all that happening. How about you? Definitely. I'll just uh, keep them busy over here. Uh, you know, I um, just, I've been the director of monetization over here at Native Commerce, which is now we're actually in a kind of a fun, exciting time. We're starting to expand our outdoor market and, you know, we're kind of always been known for our survival market stuff, uh, just specifically yep. in the survival niche. Um, but we're starting to expand out into a broader outdoor market, which is really exciting. We're actually launching a brand new, uh, a brand new brand, um, that's going to be all e-commerce driven called Union Creek. So that's super exciting. So we're getting ready for that launch. Um, and uh, yeah, just, uh, just keep them busy and uh, having a good time doing it. That's cool. So you guys are expanding your brands. Uh, I mean, everybody knows survival life. Anybody who, who knows anything probably knows those. And a whole lot of people who don't even know who native commerce is knows who survival life is. So uh, Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah, cool. So, so we're you're trying to kind of, breaking out in that. Now, you're going to use the same uh, funnel methods that made Survival Life what it is uh, in your new brand? To an extent, yes, but it's going to be definitely more of a hybrid, uh, you know, moving a little bit, I wouldn't, shouldn't say away, but let's say merging uh, direct response and, and more of the e-commerce business model together and kind of finding a happy medium uh, between those two. So we're trying some really cool stuff. Uh, that I haven't really seen too many people out there trying quite yet. So I'm excited to see how that's going to work out uh, and how we're going to be able to do that. But yeah, so when, when all is said and done, we'll be able to, we'll be in not only the survival market, we'll be out uh, in more of kind of the tactical gear market and in the uh, overall outdoor market in general. So uh, outdoor camping and whatnot. So it should be really exciting. Yeah. These are going to all be in-house brands or are you interested in uh, taking on some partners who may already be in that space? Who have manufacturing uh, both. have products. Both. Um, yeah, so well, we need, uh, we yeah, need we, to talk because we have the Forest Outdoor brand that we, we've we gotten. It's all tactical. Concealed oh, really? Carry okay. Yeah, concealed carry backpacks, con concealed carry sling bags, um, you know, tactical belts, uh, all, all, of, all a lot of things in that space, you know. Yeah, that, that, and they do blend. I know the tactical and the survival tend to blend, uh, as does the outdoor and camping. So we've got a little bit in that area too, with tents and things like that. So yeah, we definitely look at be interested in talking later on. I know we're getting kind of crazy off the subject for a minute, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I would love to, to talk. talk to yeah, no, that's a huge potential opportunity because I'll just I'll make it quick. But you know, we're trying to we have our own internal brands we built, uh, not only our media properties but our own actual product brands like High Beam and Stone Mountain and whatnot. But what we're looking yeah. to do with the new property is really merge that in with other brands as well and really kind of find uh, a mold instead of just focusing on our own internal brands, having a nice balance uh, between other existing brands, outside brands, reputable brands, yeah, and great. our internal brands. So that that will work out perfectly. That's great. So definitely when we get back, we'll try to set something up in May and, and see if we can hook up. I'll get Jeff to ping, uh, I guess he'll ping you, or and then you can kind of set up whatever internally and we can uh, come up there. 
I live just right yeah. down the street from you guys in Wimberley, so. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you're right down the road. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so coming up and having a meeting, uh, you know, any basically any Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, I'm good down. I'm I'm in that neck of the woods, and then by Tuesday through Thursday, I'm I'm in Houston running uh, and and sorting through operations and working with marketing here. So that'd be cool. Okay. Anyway, so awesome. director of monetization is that your official title? That is my official title. Yes. Now this is this is cool because you know a lot of people hear the words and they and they they don't get it and there's a lot of people especially that listen to our podcast that are in e-commerce space and and are probably using sales channels more than anything else so they're using Sears they're using Amazon of course they're using eBay mm-hmm. they're they're doing that and they may have a Shopify shopping cart set up but they really don't get the way you can blend uh, a funnel and what and how to convert that into uh, or monetize that that community or funnel that they've created. And so, could you give a brief just outline of kind of what mon- what what you define your job title is at Native Commerce? Yeah, of course. So um, the kind of the way we set it up is uh, so we have our monetization team and our acquisition team. Uh, so our active acquisition team is going to be the people out there doing the paid advertising, the SEO, all the organic, um, and bringing in new leads. And then on the monetization side, once once we've gotten those leads, it's our responsibility to then come over and use all of our different sales channels um, to actually, you know, turn those leads into buyers or take buyers that have come in on maybe a low ticket item or or whatnot and actually turn them into a long lasting customer. Uh, and we're harnessing all of our sales channels. So we have, you know, like you talked about, our direct response marketing funnels that we've used. Uh, we're doing it with e-commerce. Uh, we actually have a Shopify store ourselves that we're using um, for e-commerce. We're also doing it. We actually drive uh, our email traffic straight to Amazon as well. We have all, all of our own Amazon listings. Uh, so we're kind of finding a nice balance. Oh, and, and on top of that, we're also doing affiliate offers that we run on a regular basis. So. Uh, we kind of spread out, um, you know, where we drive our customers and kind of looking at what the demands are and what's the seasonality like and where we can fill those gaps uh, to really service our customers the right way and find what they're really interested in purchasing. Man, I'll tell you what, you guys are the Swiss knife of uh, of Internet marketing for sure. You, you have so many weapons in your toolbox. It's just amazing. You know, and I think a lot of people may not, and they, they look at that and it's, it's a daunting task for those who may only have a small team initially. I mean, even for us, we, we don't have a huge team like you guys do. So trying to use our resources to get the biggest bang for a buck is, is uh, pretty challenging. So you guys have uh, a team that's dedicated to bringing the traffic in and via, via some type of sales funnel an email campaign, uh, direct marketing, Facebook, um, display ad marketing, Google product. Are you guys using the Google product ad? Um, we're starting to. Uh, that's something we're starting to dabble in. Uh, I haven't done too much with We're starting to dabble in some more with that as well. Yeah, cool. So they're driving traffic. And then once that traffic comes in, you now have captured a, some type of a lead, be it mostly with, I'm assuming, an email address, unless, of course, they've taken and purchased uh, one of your lead magnets. You've got them kind of in the gate with a low-cost item that they've yeah. got to purchase, or maybe a freemium. You guys doing the freemium stuff? Yeah, we're doing both. Yeah, we're we're definitely doing both. <laughs> you guys aren't really the Swiss Army knife. You guys are insane. <laughs> I love. It. I mean, to me, it's it's exciting as heck to see how you guys have done it. And really, it's fun because you know we have met Perry and talked to him a lot, and I watched a lot of his real early stuff. He's been around so long. He's just got these mm-hmm. amazing ideas that pop out. And and uh, some some ways I feel very similar, and it's like the ideas just keep coming, but having to build that team around them is the interesting challenge. And I'd really love to pick pick you guys' brains to 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 increase my knowledge on on uh, on better ways to do that. But um, so once that traffic comes in and you've captured it, and you've got these leads. You know, at that point, your job is to you're you're doing what cross selling, upselling new offers, driving them down additional funnels. I mean, kind of mm-hmm. what would you say your main weapon is there? Because you guys have so many weapons. Let's, let's narrow it a little bit and 
what would totally. your main mission be with when you get that email list put together of all these new leads? Um, that's going to be our, our daily email broadcast, which what it really comes down to. That's our main weapon. That's, I'd say, 80, 85% of our monthly revenue is going to come directly from those email lists and the broadcasts that we're sending out. Um, and what we're going to go ahead and do with those um, with those broadcasts on a daily basis is kind of spread it out. But really, we're still operating on that core direct response marketing funnel. Uh, so we're bringing people in. Uh, on an initial purchase, we're taking them through an upsell flow of like of like-minded products that they might be interested in to maximize that average order value, um, and that's something that we really specialize in um, is is creating those direct direct response marketing funnels and driving them through. So I'd say about 75 to 80 percent of our time, what we're doing with our email broadcast that we're sending out to monetize that list is driving them back through another funnel. Uh, so most of the time they've come in on a low ticket funnel, what we call our tripwires. Um, so they're coming in on get this for free and just pay, you know, $2.95 shipping and handling, $4.95 shipping and handling, and that gets them in the door. Um, and, and depending on how far they've ascended through, whether they've just taken that one, uh, you know, free item plus shipping and handling, or they've gone on to take a higher priced item or our monthly membership that we have, however far they've ascended, that's going to figure out kind of how we treat them there at the beginning, how we, uh, the kind of email series that they go into, the autoresponders they go into, and then how they eventually will ascend into our daily broadcast list uh, and getting the offers we send out. Um, it's actually really exciting. We, we're sending out um, three-day email promotions twice a week uh, with new products, uh, different products all the time. Uh, and that's just kind of our people want the new, new gadgets, different gadgets, uh, just coming at them constantly. Um, and, you know, what's been really cool about what we found recently is, you know, it is, there's a lot to, you know, the lot that's encompassed in the build of a marketing funnel. Uh, it, it is a time consuming process. We've got it down to a, you know, a really great science. And we're able to get through it. But what we've now been able to do is utilize what we've done with building up our e-commerce brand and building up the store for survival life now and are able to take and fill some of those gaps of promotions and whatnot with just sending them direct to the our e-commerce store because we've built up that relationship. They know what they're looking for. We're delivering them content uh, and then able to send them over to the store and uh, and maximize them that way. Yeah, content definitely is king. But let me let me let me see if I can take a stab at this because I'm by no means the the expert that you are, and I love. <laughs> you know, listening and learning from you guys. And, and anytime I'm around, you know, you guys always give us great stuff. But just so you're capturing these leads, you're tagging them or in a, in a maybe a more layman's term, you're segmenting them in the mm -hmm. market that they came in. And so if they came in in a survival product, they'd be that. And I'm just going to pull some products out because I'm not, you know, if they came in under women's shoes, you would keep them in that space initially and then try to market additional products in that niche that you've created. Yes. And then yeah, totally. Do you cross, do you ever like, cr I, I, you're saying you're getting ready to do this outdoor program, so I'm assuming that you can take your survival people because they're very related and you may cross market other brands to those same people in that list? Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of the next piece then is once, you know, once we've kind of got them into the, the one specific brand, the one specific niche they're in, then we're able to find affinity categories, which you can look through all your analytics, your Google analytics and whatnot, see what else they're interested in and, and kind of where you can find a, a niche market and, uh, and go ahead and, and provide that service to them. So what we're going to be able to do is now take our survival group uh, and share with them our other properties in the tactical space, in the outdoor space. Um, and, and kind of cross-promote with those people. And what's great about that is you already have it built into where you're able to say, okay, well, you know, we sent out this email list to our new outdoor brand. We have XYZ buyers that converted. Now we can take those buyers, create a lookalike audience in Facebook, and it be able, you're able to really, um, you know, exponentially increase the speed that you're able to pick up those other brands once you kind of have that one core brand built out. If you're finding those affinity categories of, you know, like-minded products, things that they'd be interested in. It makes it so much easier to branch out. And, you know, a lot of times you'd be surprised at how, you know, you would look at something like DIY or makeup um, and not think anything of how it's related to survival at all. But what's, what's crazy is our makeup brand is only 
twice removed from our survival brand. So we took our survival brand, we branched off into DIY because there's a lot of people who wanted to do their own projects and whatnot, provided them a DIY channel. And then from the DIY, we found there was a heavy female audience that was also interested in doing makeup, doing their own makeup and whatnot. And so we spun off from there and had a makeup site um, and were able to do all of those and, and grow them very rapidly because of that core base we have. And so I think you know, a lot of people get in the mindset they have their one core business and that they'd have to go back, start from scratch to build out and something, something entirely different. But really, you can harness what you already have and find those affinities and grow out um, at, a lot, at a lot more rapid pace uh, than you would expect, uh, you know, from what you're used to from being, you know, kind of initially building. And, you know, the, the biggest cost is acquiring that a customer initially. So if you can keep yep. that customer engaged and continue to sell them more and more products that they want, your lifetime customer value goes up, the cost of acquiring each customer goes down and your profit per customer continues to grow as well. Man, you guys are just, you got, you're the MBAs of digital marketing and I just want to come work for you guys for free. I will give my time to you. <laughs> well, thank you, definitely. I'm not I, I was taught that a long time ago, man. If you find people who are really good, you go take the garbage out, do whatever, work with them for free and learn. Because you oh, we're always we're always happy to chat with you and uh, do some stuff together and uh, and figure out ways uh, to to share some knowledge and I'm sure there's more than enough that we can learn from you guys and uh, we're always looking for new stuff too so you know we don't like you know we never like to think we have it all figured out because there's always something someone else doing that's that's better new different so we're always trying to learn so it's fun to kind of mind share and uh, see what everyone else is doing and uh, what they're excelling at and working together to kind of grow each other's businesses. Yeah, you know that's exactly right. So it's crazy. So the the uh, the the interesting part is how many different channels you guys are doing this in. So so for for the regular layman, I mean, it's just monstrous. But the cool part is is you're basically what you're saying is that you're able to take a one niche. You started with one survival, mm -hmm. and you built a community. Used content to 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 acquire and build that community. Yep. Then you were able to to monetize that community into products. Then you were able to do analytics on your customers and realize that they had other interests other than survival, which broke out into like the DIY space. Do you do it yourself? Yeah, do it yourself. DIY. Yep. And then you, uh, and then from DIY, you did the same thing. Continue to work those pe work with those people, send them great content, build that community and that brand even bigger. Then did mm -hmm. analytics on that, and so every pro every new brand and every new product you're launching is just a stepping stone off of the previous brand. Exactly, exactly, and that's you know that's what makes it feasible i think to really do i mean you know yes we have a big team but i think you know if you looked at it and, and didn't look at it that way you would say i mean even with the team we have it would be nearly impossible if you're trying to start from scratch in every single niche uh yep. to pull that off and you know it's still you know with that strategy it, it does allow us to jump into some other niches here and there that may not necessarily be affinity category wise and work to grow from there, but that's been over time and whatnot. But but being able to start there and build is is what's allowed us to kind of do that. And I did want to mention one thing. You know, you were kind of talking about you know where people are getting started and whatnot. I think one really important thing that we did uh, that I really stand behind is that we really when we started with Survival Life, we created a personality behind that brand. Um, we have our above average Joe. There's been a few you know kind of few faces that have come and gone, but for the last part of good three, four years, it's been above average. Joe is the face of our company. That's who speaks to our company customers, who connects with our customers. It's, you know, his beliefs and his interests and whatnot are kind of what, what kind of shape our company. And we've built a personality around that person who's an actual person. Uh, he's a real life person who works in our office every day. Um, but what that's allowed us to do is build a rapport with our customer base so that when it does come time that we want to bring in DIY, then above average Joe can go out there and speak to these people he's built a relationship and say, you know, hey, this is something that I know is good. This is something that I believe in. This is something that if this is what you're interested in, this is the place to go. So here, let me hand you off to check this out. Um, and our people really grasp onto that because they 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 trust him. And I think that's yep, one thing you, that, you know, this good. 
Yeah, he has the relationship. So you you've built mm-hmm. that relational. You your company is a relational company. It builds a relationship with the consumer. It's not just a brand with a name and and a, and fancy advertising. That's actually uh, that, that's that's really cool. I mean, that's that's kind of how GDW has started. That's really, you know. Brings it strength. The interesting part is that it came out of a person in your office. This wasn't like you went out looking for an actor or some crazy survival nut. You, you, this person came from your team. Yeah, he actually, he, uh, you know, got started in the warehouse actually, and was interested in what we were doing in the survival space, and had had some of his own you know, run-ins with his family in situations where they were just prepared enough to kind of survive with, you know, it was, there was, you know, hurricanes he'd been through and whatnot growing up in, uh, in Texas. And, um, and so he, you know, connected with that and, and he had had, a, a, you know, an understanding of it, but he wanted more knowledge about it. And so basically it was, here's the platform. And so he was able to then go out um, and find the experts and bring in the experts and get the, you know, the top-notch uh, content, figure out what it, what's, it's, what's trending in the market and everything like that and bring it all together. Um, but he started with just that passion. So he was able to connect with these other people who, you know, our customers who aren't experts, they're not the ones that are going to be out on television and whatnot, but they want to know everything. And so he connected with them in that way and just saying, I want to just learn and gather all this information and bring it in from the people out there who, who are experts and know everything and continue to grow my knowledge of survival. Um, and so by doing that, that created this, you know, uh, you know, this average Joe guy and his name is Joe, but the average Joe that, you know, kind of went above and beyond to grow his knowledge and uh, that's kind of how he became above average Joe. So now are you copying that same thing in your other brands or is this kind of a unique, uh, a unique thing that just kind of happened for survival life? We are. Yeah. So we'll be doing that throughout uh, most of our brands. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something where it, it takes a little bit more time because you kind of have to, you know, feel out the market and whatnot um, and figure out, you know, what they're exactly looking for. And then once you're able to define that, then it's, it's finding that right person to come in and kind of define that. So we are, we are taking that approach with our other brands, you know, with our, our gun brands and with our outdoor brands and whatnot, we will have a similar a model and have a face and have a personality. And for some people, it's just not, you know, feasible for either them to be their own person, especially if you're in a small business, to have your own personality or hire someone or anything like that. And in that case, I think it's still at least important to have a voice that you're speaking of. And maybe it's not an actual person, but still have a voice and, you know, kind of build a character behind what you believe in, what you talk about, what you sell, uh, what your content's going to be about, and define who at least have an idea of who the person would be if that spot, that spot was going to be filled and define a personality around them. What do they love? What do they hate? You know, what are they, you know, what are they passionate about? What are, you know, what's going to be their differentiator and kind of make your business decisions based on that. You know, it's kind of able to at least create that personality. Even if you don't have that person, it's still, you're still able to do it, I think, and accomplish the same or similar effect. Yeah, yeah, through the content. I'm assuming that's like through the yep. content that you're delivering to the consumer. It may not be a, bit, a talking head in front of the camera, but it may be in the way you write your Facebook posts or your exactly. uh, Instagram photos or whatever it is that you're using to, to drive traffic. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that, that's that's kind of an interesting interesting way. I love the fact that you're building those brands and you have that in mind and that you're able to find those people. And I'm assuming that you know, you also need when you find those people, eventually you're, you know, what you're looking for is someone who has the type of personality that's going to be able to uh, communicate effectively in the same language as the, as your consumer. So do Definitely. know your, what is the, what's the old saying? Know your buyer, know your buyer, know your buyer, know yeah. the market, know the market, know the market. The better you know it, the, uh, the more effective you can be in communicating directly to it. You know, you, you wouldn't want average Joe talking to uh, a Harvard-educated uh, scholar. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's that's that. There's going to be quite a, a quite a bit of disconnect there. He's uh, he's got his niche and he he owns it there, but it's time to find uh, some other personalities for some of our other brands. So you know, you gotta you gotta fit the market. DIY, well, you, you need a DIY Jane and outdoor Steve and. <laughs> 
and yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Joe's going to be doing any DIY project. He's not, he's not much of a DIY. I don't see him, uh, you know, weaving any bracelets or anything anytime soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's how you build a chicken coop. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, that's, that's funny. I, I got your gun guide, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a avid collector myself, but um, but I but I know a lot of people in the in the neighborhood, which in our area that are uh, pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, I got a couple of guys I know that are uh, gunsmiths, so they know more than just hey, here's what it is. They know more about the here's how you clean it, here's how you maintain it, here's how you take care of it, here's how you customize it, here's how you fix it. Well, hey, send them over my way. I'd love to. I'd love to connect with them and have a conversation and uh, talk about doing some stuff together. That's awesome. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's your typical uh, typical buyer too. So he'd be he'd be that kind of person. Um, definitely can make some things happen potentially there. And Wes, his name's Wes. Uh, awesome. He may be interested in something like that. He was he did a couple things for me uh, for my stuff. So it may uh, may be something he'd be interested in. Um, anyway. So back to monetization. Because yeah, I I I will. Uh, you can chase me down any rabbit hole. I love just we can just drive and go all over the place. So um, I know Perry's bad about that as well. It's just I'll just ooh, okay, that's cool. Wait a minute, <laughs> file that one away. Let's use that again later. Uh, there you go. But when we when we look at your your specialty, the monetization, that's really yeah. it. You know, you have a lot of people who. Talk about building lists. We have people in our group and who are probably listening to this podcast right now who've used Instagram, Facebook, other other means to – and customers off of like Amazon because even those customers that have bought their products off of Amazon or off of their Shopify store, they're collecting the emails and the customer information. But what they yep. don't know is how to monetize. Do you have any suggestions of a – I'm gonna I'm gonna oversimplify it because the reality is is when you're first starting you can look at an email campaign a a, mul mm -hmm. a multi multi part email campaign as a daunting task if you haven't done anything before is there any resources that you would suggest that a person who has already started building this list but doesn't know how to create that email chain uh, and begin the process of monetization um, could go to look at that could help them at least get that first maybe three-step, four-step, five-step email campaign out. I mean, I love one of the things we did, and Jeff, you know Jeff, um, mm -hmm. that Jeff did with us is he took your guys' consolidated email broadcast, the weekly okay. broadcast would consolidate a lot of a lot of your content. Like here's what we've been talking about for the last week, and you consolidated into that single email, and we started pushing that out, and the response rate and open rate on that has just blasted everything else we've done because people works, love right? that. People love it. They uh -huh. love that. They say, "Don't email me every friggin' day." <laughs> you know, give me a consolidated look of all your blogs, your videos, your emails, the stuff that you're pushing, putting out there, the content, and consolidate it so I can just go through and say, "Ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting." Let me go through it. That that has been wonderful, but you know we learned that from you guys. And so, yeah. is there a resource that you would suggest somebody who's you know just starting to get those names together and build that, but hasn't actually started the process of monetization? Go look at that can give them maybe a roadmap to help them move forward. Totally, yeah. So there's a few things. Um, the first thing I'll mention on is you know if you have that email list already and you're not doing anything with them at least work on trying to get them content out like once a week just to get started. And, and it's it's finding something they'd be interested in. Um, if you're in a niche market, it makes it that much easier and finding some content they'd be interested in, something they would they would love uh, and just like to consume and just start connecting with them that way and start over delivering because what you're able to do then to start is just if you if you're at least while you're figuring out this other stuff and getting your email campaign set up and whatnot, you're delivering content on a regular basis, you're really, you're putting money into an equity account. You're depositing every time you give that content uh, to that relational equity that you can then pull back out once you are ready to monetize. 
Um, so I'll say that little note. But then if you want to look for resources, um, a couple things I'll say. And uh, the first one is an awesome uh, kind of easy little paperback read, or you can download it on Kindle. It's John Benson's Open Click Buy. Uh, that's an awesome book uh, on cashing on, on email um, and kind of email strategy and whatnot. That one's a great one. Um, and I'll also say this is sort of a shameless plug. It's uh, it, it, Digital Marketer is our sister company. So just I'll throw that out there. Um, they, you know, they work in a separate office. We are sister companies, but they do have a couple of great resources that I'll say for people looking to get started um, that kind of breaks all this down step by step much more than I could do, you know, right now. Um, and that's, you know, they have their machine, which is uh, an email automation marketing kind of uh, course that they'll take you through. It's called Digital Marketer Machine. They also now have in their uh, certifications, they have a um, an email marketing mastery certification. Um, where you can you can get the whole certification if you want. You can also just get the courses to go through, and they'll kind of take you step by step uh, to learn through those things. So those are two uh, incredible resources over at Digital Marketer um, that they've kind of compiled. They've taken what what they do, they've taken what we do, and kind of put it all together and all the tests we've run and the things we've tried and uh, you know the places we've failed and the places we've succeeded and put all those things together. Uh, to make a really nice comprehensive resource on on kind of how to treat an e email list and how to uh, you know mon not only monetize but also deliver content and relational and deliverability and all these things that you kind of have to think about as you get into that it it may sound like a lot but once you really you know kind of get that that blueprint that kind of walkthrough it's not as daunting as it may seem I will say that. So similar to what uh, Gary Vaynerchuk does with the jab, 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 right hook, you, you give them great content, give them great content, and build that relationship, and then when you're ready to monetize and you have that all put together, then you can deliver that right hook and watch watch it uh, watch the fruits of your labor come into play. Totally, yeah. And, and the good thing about it is you don't even have to necessarily have product that you're already ready to, you know, sell, you know, maybe you only have one product right now that you're selling out on Amazon or you're getting email, you're getting emails from that and you don't really have anything else to sell, but that one product, it's not a consumable, it's not something you want to deliver on a regular basis. You know, what you can do is just go out there. That's where affiliate marketing is, is huge. You can go out there and find offers that people that bought your product would be interested in and go on an affiliate basis and send traffic, you know, you know, you've, you've delivered that content and then you're able to kind of, you know, get that right hook in there and send them this offer. Um, it's actually someone else's product or someone else's digital product, what it might be. And then you're able to collect a commission on. Uh, so you don't have to be in a situation where you have your own products to even sell on, a, on an email basis um, to really get you started. So definitely don't let that be a hindrance or a worry at all. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes great sense. You could even use the same thing by, by if you know you're going to move into a niche but you don't have your product yet, you could start developing that that uh, community through Facebook, mm -hmm. through Instagram or whatever, start collecting that list and building that list ahead of time, continue to deliver content. So you're building, like you said, that relationship piece. Then when you do get that product, it is ready for primetime retail and ready to go you can launch to your base and instantly start to see success. It's one of the things that I've taught is that, you know, instead of paying these launch services for Amazon to help you give away products at ridiculous discounts, you can <laughs> build communities and you can build communities and build relationships in that community and then launch your product into that community through like a beta test or first launch mm -hmm. or whatever. Hey, you know, we're getting ready to do this. You guys have been great consumers. I want you to check it out, Beta. Here's a killer discount because you're part of the community. And uh, and please tell me what you think and leave some, you know, leave reviews and tell other people what if this is good or not. And you can, you know, you're building your own community. You're building that that base, which really can make make some things happen. Even, like you said, even before you have that product. I think, uh, and I will mess up her name, Marusha has uh, gotten that with her coffee brand. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she has. That's she right. did the same thing with you guys. She built that great Facebook group, killed it. She came to our mastermind and told everybody about that. And I'm like, she's right on. I mean, that's it. You know, we have other people who uh, I brought in who were students of ours who came in and did, uh, did that with Instagram. So 
for the first couple of months before his product even came in, he went to Instagram and just posted photos. As a matter of fact, he didn't even have photos of his product. He just posted photos mm-hmm. of like like products in the niche he was in, um, and and did the follow no follow. Got four or five thousand people on his list uh, within just a couple of months, and uh, and then when his product came in and hit Amazon. He did a coupon launch, a little discount coupon launch, like 20% into that group. So $14,000 worth of product in like no time, just boom, $14,000 yeah. worth of product. Immediately, Amazon goes, ooh, we like him. He's bringing traffic from outside. He's selling a bunch of product. He's outselling all his competitors. Let's give him number one bestseller. Let's drive more traffic to him because he's converting. You know, that's one of the things people mm-hmm. don't get is, external sales channels, internal sales channels, it's all about conversion ratios. You can send a whole lot of traffic somewhere and not convert, and now you've just spent a lot of money on bad traffic. Or you're yeah, and that's what really, or, or a really bad offer. <laughs> that's that's true. Sometimes it's just the offer. But but no, I mean that's the power of an email list that, you know, some people just you just miss out on is even if their dream is to launch a product on Amazon. Uh we do it ourselves. When we launch something new on Amazon is sending uh, our email traffic straight to Amazon and getting those, uh, you know, those purchases through there. And that really, the conversion rate is so much higher when you're going to send them direct traffic uh, as opposed to just trying to, you know, advertise on Amazon and whatnot. You're going to get, if you have that email list ready to go, they already trust you and whatnot and sending them directly to Amazon, you're going to get that that nice boost in conversion rate and really shoot your product up through the ranks uh, the listings and that you're really, you know, ranking high up, if not number one in your, in your category. And, you know, that's right off the bat. And that's just a matter of, you don't even need product to build that. Like you were saying, uh, you can do that with great content, with like-minded content, just things that people would be interested in. I mean, just, just like you were saying, it's, I know many, many people in the business who have, uh, just started purely with that. I mean, I, I know a guy who started with just posting memes in a Facebook group. Uh, on a regular basis and spending some money here on some like campaigns and whatnot and and found what people were interested in and took those popular memes and turned them into t-shirts and started selling t-shirts and has gone on to build an over a million person email list uh, in a matter. I've I've known him since he was really just getting started and maybe had a 50,000 person email list and I've seen him do that in two years, I think, maybe a year and a half. Uh, and just absolutely exploded. Uh, and that all just started with that same exact uh, kind of model that you were talking about is deliver that content early and uh, without even having product ready to go. Yeah, it's, uh, it is insane, the power of, of the, and it's still, it's the same thing that, you know, if you look at digital marketer, you look at what Ryan's done and he's been promoting, uh, you know, uh, Frank, any of the guys that have been around in the information marketing space for decades have promoted, you know, build the list, build the list, build the list. And so there's a lot of people running around working on building lists, but they, they haven't figured that monetization piece out. That's why I was so excited to talk to you is once you've got that list now, how do we, you know, tweak an offer? So you're like you're saying, if you got an Amazon, if you have an idea, you can start building the community and start building your list, and in a very short period of time, you can get a decent-sized list together. It doesn't take very long to get a few thousand people on a list. It really and, doesn't, no. And if you, not at all. And then you bring a product in, you get it into Amazon and ready to go, and you launch it into your list. If you convert 2%, you're already moving the bar, the BSR bar on Amazon very quickly, and you're mm-hmm. doing it with a list that you built, and, and your list just keeps getting bigger. You compound it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to shoot you up to the ranks, and it's going to exponentially grow your sales when it comes down to it. Um, Which builds you know, there's so, yep. And it just compete. It's it's you know it's circular. It keeps growing and and kind of snowballing. It's a snowball effect to an extent, uh, and it's it's extremely powerful. And I think that's you know one thing that I see a lot of people, especially when they want to get uh, into like kind of just e-commerce. I see the e-commerce model and what they want to do. Um, I just know this from personal experience with people that I know um, that kind of ignore some of the uh, the stuff that at least direct response online, you know, internet, internet marketing has been doing over the years with emails and email lists and uh, the content side and whatnot. Uh, and you look at them kind of, you know, either paying these absorbent costs to acquire a customer and trying to make that work with their 
uh, with their cost of goods sold to, to break a profit or they're having a tough time getting a footing or, or scale um, and they just kind of don't really haven't quite taken that leap to get into the the email marketing side of it uh, but there's so much there's so much power there and it's it's really like you were saying it's not incredibly difficult thing to do uh, and it's it's just you got to be ready to kind of really deliver um, high value at the, at the get-go you got to deliver people value first um, and I think if you take a value first approach to your customers it's going to be uh, and definitely be huge for your business Yep, I think I think you hit a key point there too, and that's something that I know that a lot of people kind of concern themselves with, and that is, I'm not a content person. I don't know how to deliver content. I don't know what to do there. So they get the, you know, they may not be as cre- on the creative side. You got the left and right brain, right? So they may be mm-hmm. the analytical side, and they understand the analytical point and the and the monetary benefits, but they're not getting the creative. Would you? What would you suggest someone who doesn't feel, you know, that, that let's say I have an idea and I want to get in a niche for this pet product. Yeah. But you know, I'm not an expert on dogs, cats, or pets. But I know that I know that the mark. I love to research markets. So what I look at is I look at markets. How big is the market? Can I enter the market? You know, you see so many people jump into niches, and the the niche is so small, and it's already so crowded that, you know, the the finite pie of that market is already slivers and you get into it how can you make any money you know i uh, use the example of toilet paper the toilet paper industry in the united states is 12 billion dollars it's huge yeah oh half of that is private label toilet paper the big boys only own about half the market you know the charmin the angel soft mm-hmm. the, those big names they're only about six billion so there's six billion dollars worth of market in private label toilet paper so one one hundredth of one percent of that is a pretty nice chunk of change. Yeah. But it, but you, you get into the into the uh, um, what are those those therapy band exercise band things that people were jumping in or or silicone barbecue gloves. I'll use that one. It's great. You get into the silicone barbecue glove market, and that market is maybe a million dollars or two million dollar market, and there's already five hundred people in there. You know what? A small sliver of that is is worthless. So, um, I don't know how to do content in pets. I'm going back, leading back around to the initial piece. So I don't know much about pets. I'm not an expert, but I know it's a big market. What would you say would be a good idea for me to deliver that or to, to get that content to start building that list and getting those relationships? Definitely. You so you know, let. Um, you know, I think there's a couple ways you can do it. Um, you know, I, I would first suggest saying, you know, what's going to be my differentiator in that space? The pet industry is huge. There's a ton of player in it. What's going to be my differentiator? And maybe you say this just off the cuff, cuff off the top of my head. But let's say, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the the master of uh, organic, no chemical flea uh, prevention for your dog. Let's say that's, you know, that's your thing and you're going to have a you plan to have a product that's, you know, kind of, you know, flea-related product, whatnot. I, what I would do is go out there. There's two ways to do it. The first one would be to go out there and find other people that are doing, you know, that are making their own home flea products and all that kind of stuff and, and not using the chemicals uh, and work with them to aggregate their content. Ask them, hey, you know, I want to share share your content with, with some folks. I want to, you know, I want to backlink to you. I want to uh, I'll send people your way too. And, you know, kind of as that process goes through, you collect an email or a like or whatnot as you're sending them through. Um, but aggregate that content. It's You don't even have to be really creative. It's just aggregate the content and bring it all together and deliver it to that person who's interested in, you know, organic uh, flea control. Um, you know, don't make people do the work. Provide the work for them. So that that's not even being created. That's just doing the work and bringing it all together and saying, you know, here's the top 12 recipes for at-home, you know, dog flea prevention. And maybe all 12 are sourced from other, you know, other people's websites and other people's recipes and what kind of stuff. Obviously get their permission and, and send them a quick email, make sure it's cool to use. Um, but, you know, maybe that's all you did, aggregate that comp, that um all that information, but your customer is going to appreciate that because they don't want to go out there and work, but they also inherently want to know what's, what's the best solution. What's the one that, 
uh, my dog is fleas right now. Which one can I make right now that I could, you know, give this treatment to my dog? Oh, well, there's 12 on here. I have, you know, XYZ ingredients that I need already in my cupboard. I can make that one perfect. Thank you so much, XYZ company, for being there to provide me the content that I need. Uh, so I think that's a big one is, is content aggregation where you're not even having to create your own. And then there's also you can go ahead and outsource if you have a specific, you know, you're looking for something in specific that you know exists, but no one's really written a piece of content on it and whatnot. Um, and that's when you can go out and find, you, you can find freelance writers. You can go to Fiverr and find people there. Uh, there's plenty of, you know, journalists and people out there who are looking for part-time work and whatnot where you can find people to kind of research and, and go through and outsource that content as well. Uh, so I think there's kind of two trains of thought, and I think ultimately kind of finding a mesh between the two would be the way to do it. And that's really not even having to worry about the creativity or delivering the, the creative, the content, anything like that. It's just kind of aggregating what the market is looking for and providing a source where they can go for everything about that, uh, about that specific uh, product or interest. Yeah, I love that idea. I mean, it just you, – you... When you said that and you were telling Sonia, it just it, the light bulb clicked on in my head. I'll just tell you right off the bat. Because all of a sudden it's like, hey, that's what you see these news sites and you, you see their advertising, you know, the 10 best blah, blah, blah for traveling to mm-hmm. Thailand. I'm going to go to Thailand and all of a sudden I'm seeing this content coming across. I'm, you know, I'm being, I'm being, uh, I'm seeing redirects and targeted. I'm being targeted because I bought a ticket to Thailand. And, uh, and so all of a sudden you're seeing these sites and you're seeing these different pieces and it is it's really just aggregated information delivered in a concise in a concise way and it makes it easy for me to digest so i really i can see how that would work extremely well and again you're not having to do the creative you're just aggregating it and delivering it yep. to the consumer cool cool yeah, so you start building yeah. a community and aggregate all this data together in a single place Making it easy for them to uh, to uh, to discuss and to to digest. Wow, cool. Yeah, and you know, at that case, if you know, you can have your you know Facebook, whatever. But then, if you want to make that next leap into, you know, starting to collect those emails and you're looking for a way to do it, well, then what you can do then is, if you're getting some traction having that aggregated content, then you can use what you've used or what you've done with that aggregated content and go out and find a freelancer or whatnot to create you. Uh, let's say a PDF or a report or a checklist or something like that for that specific product or that specific interest, that specific niche, um, and have them create that kind of unique content. And then what you can do is is gate that content and provide that report, that checklist or whatnot for an email, in, in trade for an email. Uh, what we kind of like to call lead magnet, then you got that email, you continue to deliver your aggregated content. Then once you find the offers, your offers are ready, you start selling, you start selling to them, then you're actually starting to monetize that. Um, and that's really, you know, kind of the basis of it, you know, and then you're able to take those leads and, and start delivering them offers they'd be interested in. And, you know, people appreciate that. People really appreciate when you've delivered them content, you've done the research for them. They don't want to get on and research 10 sites to find everything. They would love to just go one place where they know hey, this person's done the research. I can just look at their research and know I'm getting the best information. And they appreciate that. So then when you go and ask for that purchase or the ask for them to buy your product or someone else's products, you've, you've built that equity and they feel more inclined to purchase from you than go someplace else. Hmm. So, so we've made it fairly simple, actually. You can just aggregate other content in a... And like you said, you could actually probably just aggregate that content and offer it as a as a digest, an email digest. You could you could there's even potential for you to just run Facebook ads to that to that content even. Like you said, you build it, you aggregate yeah. it up, you put it together in a nice way, and then you use that to build your list straight up to a squeeze page. Give me your yep, exactly. give me give me your email and here's the aggregated content that you're interested in. And then yeah. all of a sudden you have you have another person on the list, and then you keep delivering content because that's how you build the trust and the uh, and the relationship. And then okay. eventually, and then and then eventually, now actually that leads to the next piece because that that leads into that whole native commerce where you're delivering content, and inside the content is advertising for your product. Now you guys are starting exactly. to play. You've been in that space for a while, right? 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. So then it's actually taking that that content, what you've done, and actually linking out to your own internal products, Amazon affiliate links, uh, other affiliate links, and whatnot uh, of the products that would fit within that content. Obviously, you have you know your paid advertising that can go on there. Your I mean your ad spots that you can sell uh, as you get some traction in terms of viewership. Uh, but really just, you know, within that content, like I'll go back to the, you know, the flea treatment, I you know, kind of thing I was on. And let's say you're going through the ingredient list and you say, hey, looking for, you know, the perfect organic, you know, flea treatment. This one I found and I, you know, from everything I've read, I think this one's the best. Check it out here at Amazon um, and and send them off and, and do it right there within the post. And that's not even getting into the piece of email marketing quite yet. And that's just delivering it right there when they're interested, they're consuming and they're ready to go. Uh, or maybe it's even just delivering them the ingredients as an Amazon link to go to Amazon and buy the ingredients they need to make the, the at-home treatment, something like that. Yeah, and that could either be your ingredient or like you said, it could be an affiliate and you're just making a little money for sending the traffic and the people buying. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff, man. Powerful stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, so... So we, we've got a really good, I mean, I think hopefully people are, are listening and they're getting a really good uh, uh, high-level idea or, or hopefully, I, I try to bring things down into common language. I mean, I, I try really hard to, to use simple, easy-to-understand terminology and, and thoughts on how to do it. You know, the whole KISS method, keep it real simple and stupid, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that way anybody can do it, and it doesn't. It doesn't have to sound more complex than it really is. So, so as we do that, we're driving content straight up. We're starting to make things happen. And as what would be, I would say, you know, you're you're there. I would say that that's like your beginning, right? That's your first steps. You're starting to build a community. You're starting to build the relationships. You're delivering some content. Hopefully, you start to get a product, and you start, you know, being able to advertise your product into your content offering that product in some form or fashion into the content. Um, The next steps are a little bit more complex, at least from my understanding, and hope please correct me, because now we're starting to look at taking a look at our customers even deeper, and that's analytics. Would that be, would that be you, uh, you know, at a high level or logical next step, you, you've built the list, you're starting to monetize it a little bit, you're in your niche. Would the next step be to do the analytics into your customer to have a better understanding of who they are so you can determine what your next niche is? I think, I mean, that might even be a couple steps ahead. I mean, I think at that point, oh, wow. you can still, you're, you're kind of still in a situation where you can, you know, kind of, you know, let's say, for example, I'm sending affiliate offers. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, or I have one product and I've, I've sent a few affiliate offers and, you know, I'm kind of finding that, you know, X, Y, Z type of affiliate offer is working well, let's say for memory. Okay. Well, you know, let's say that memory is doing well. Well, let's see what else is kind of in that category, that kind of, uh, well, let's say it's an at-home remedy, Well, what else is in some at-home remedies that people work with? You know, is it sleep? Is it stuff like that? Uh, you can actually kind of use some of those offers to see if your people are interested in that before you even get into all your analytics and whatnot um, and really, you know, digging deep in there, you can actually kind of use that, those offers. And that's where you can even get into, depending on your list size and whatnot is, is kind of segmenting off your list and saying, okay, well, you know, I know for a fact that, Hey, you know, these people really love X, Y, Z products. So I'm going to send uh, uh, an email to most of our people about that to, to monetize, but hey, I think maybe they might be interested in this product over here. That it's similar; it's not the same thing. It's a little bit different, but I think they'd be really interested. I have a good story behind why I want to share it with them, so I want to try this to X percent of my list. You know, a smaller portion, and just see how the response is. Maybe people love it, maybe they hate it, but it'll give you a lot of research into what your people are interested in. Uh, and and kind of where they want to go. And that's something that we do all the time on the monetization side is, you know, we try not to only stick within our survival bubble. You know, uh, we we obviously deliver, you know, survival stuff as much as our people demand it to come to them and it's gadgets and information and whatnot. But at the same time, we'll send them some other stuff that might not be purely survival, but they might be uh, really interested in. Uh, for example, we uh, did uh, some grill mats. I don't know, you, Many people have probably seen them. They did. They were hot on infomercials and whatnot. 
uh, but kind of you put it, it's a little silicone mat you put over your grill and your silicone grill, it keeps your grill clean. It prevents grease from falling through all that kind of situation. Really has nothing mm-hmm. to do with survival, but our people loved it. They they ate it up. They thought it was awesome. So we said, okay, great. Our people are really into grilling. When they're not out surviving, they want to be at home and, and grilling and they, they love being out on their barbecue and enjoying the outdoors with their family and whatnot. So we've been able to uh, bring in more products to sell to them in that space as well. Uh, so you can do it on that side too without even getting too deep down into your analytics. Because uh, I think people hear analytics and they get kind of freaked out because it can be a big arduous task and if it's not set up right, it can be confusing and, and yada, yada, yada. So I think before you even get there, it can just kind of be testing it out a little bit and kind of playing around and seeing what else they might be interested in. Then you'll kind of on your own figure out the affinity categories that they're interested in what else they might might be looking to before you even get down to that next step. So continue to work to monetize additional products into the into your customer space and and maybe even expand your current product set in related in related products in that category. Totally. Yeah. Okay, that makes okay. So that that makes sense. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I'm, I I uh, it's easy for me to jump two or three steps ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's exciting too. It's exciting to figure out what's uh what's coming up in the future and uh where we can get and all the fun stuff you get to play around with and kind of all the the ninja analytics stuff that people talk about and what they can learn and it it is fun and it's it's stuff to get to. I just I also, you know, when I talk to other people about it, I think, you know, I try to be careful because I don't want them to get bogged down when people hear that they or they've gone in an, analy- an analytics account that isn't set up right or anything like that. They get kind of overwhelmed, at least certain people that I've, you know, had experiences with. And it's, you know, uh, you don't want to get kind of uh, aggravated or kind of uh, disheartened from it. Yeah, we want to keep it simple so that everyone can feel comfortable jumping in, get collecting that initial email, getting that email list, and then starting to use it to make some money, and uh, right. and monetizing that list because they've already spent the time effort to do it. You know, a lot of the people that 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 are are listening to the podcast or that that follow GDW are there because they're selling on Amazon or they're they're selling in 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 mostly in sales channels. Um, yeah. not necessarily their own e-commerce stuff. And I think it's good for them to hear that they can take what they've already built and and collect those customers and use those customers to continue to build off of what they already have and not try to... 100%. Yeah, not try to get too far ahead. It's real easy to spread yourself way too thin, too fast. I mean, I've done mm-hmm. it. We, I don't, I don't know how many times. You know, it's real easy, like you said, to get excited go too wide too fast and not be ready for for what's going to happen so that's great i'm glad uh, i'm glad you made that point because it's a really really good one so i definitely appreciate it i know we're we're hitting our our time limit here we've been chatting for an hour i could probably i know i could chat with you for even longer it would be exciting and fun to just come and hang out and watch you guys design uh, funnels and and how you're going to do your lead magnets and your trip wires and your cross sells, upsells, affinities, um, subscriptions. <laughs> subscriptions look like my favorite thing in the world. Uh, yep. <laughs> actually, my, my, to be honest, my, my favorite, the, the place where I love to play the most is consumables because I love to build good customers with consumable products that come back again and again. One-time purchases are like mattresses and cars. They uh, they are too infrequent for me. Um, <laughs> you know, consumables pay the bills every month. Uh, yep. Well, <laughs> they totally do. You'll have to you'll have to venture on up here just a little bit up the road and come say hi, and we'll ta- talk a little bit about that. Yeah. We're actually looking at doing some consumables ourselves too, so I'd love to pick your brain about it too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I started in uh, supplements in the weight loss space, so I've got a massive yep. list of weight lo- of weight loss customers. So. Uh, <laughs> And uh, consumables is definitely uh, to to great stuff, <clears throat> and the consumables are all over the place. People uh, people tend to get bogged down into what's the perfect product, but they don't realize you know pens are consumable and post-it notes are consumable, and and uh, mm-hmm. surprisingly enough, the charging cable for your iPhone is a consumable. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I know that's for sure. I've gone through quite a few of those. That's for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but I appreciate your time, definitely. I, lo I love talking to it. I've come up to your new place. You guys weren't – I don't think you were 100% there. They were still building around you guys the last when I came yep. up to your new building. It's beautiful up there. You're uh, – you're uh, you're uh, your um, commercial real estate guy, Chris Odo. Yeah, uh, is is a buddy of mine. His kid and my kid are in Boy Scouts together. Oh, and great! So it, yeah, it's a real small world. It was really funny when when uh, when Chris asked what I did, and I told him, and he said, "Oh, I know some people who do that. Do you know these guys?" And I went, <laughs> "Yeah, anybody yeah. in my space better know them. Uh, they <laughs> would not. They would do themselves a disservice not to follow." Uh, the great examples that you guys do. You guys really lead the way. Thank you. you guys are you. You really are Perry, and and Perry's years ahead of everybody else. He really comes out and says, "This is the way we should go." And and you know, he's not afraid to make mistakes and try things out. But a lot of times, you guys got a lot of brain power there that uh, that uh, has done great stuff. And you're not afraid to share it. You don't you don't hide it. And that's uh, that's a service to everybody. So I, I'll let you know. I appreciate you guys, and I think. Uh, Hopefully, a lot of the people on this podcast go and check out Native Commerce and what you guys are doing and your sister company. Go check out our friends at Digital Marketer as well because they have solid info. But, uh, you know, any parting thoughts? You know, I, I will say this, and I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um, it's just saying that, uh, you know, what we are doing now is for people who, you know, I'm talking a lot about, um, I'm talking a lot about, content and all that type of situation and um if you are interested in that we you know we are starting to help people in that category so we're taking what we're doing and we're still actively learning new stuff and everything but we are help, starting to help people on the on the content side of things so if you are interested uh feel free to check out nativecommerce.com uh, and, and kind of see what we're doing if you have questions anything like that on the content side i know that's you know uh, a place where a lot of people are uh, you know, kind of weary of and whatnot. There's others, people that are really big content, people that are big commerce. Uh, so if you're kind of looking how to bridge that gap, whether you're on either side of it, uh, you know, feel free to to check us out at, at nativecommerce.com and kind of see what we got going on. Uh, we'd be happy to to chat with you and uh, and see what you got going on and maybe we could help you with. Excellent, man. Definitely appreciate the time. Good. Appreciate the knowledge and uh we hope to see you. Uh, after I get back, I'll try to schedule something probably in later May and come up and hang out. We can talk about the outdoor products, and, and uh, I can get a sneak peek on some fun stuff. Yeah, you got to come up here, so I look forward to seeing you, seeing you in May. You got it. Have a good one, man. Appreciate the time. All right. Thank you. You have a great one. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.